0: Yeah, dude, man, I had about 30 minutes to kill, and I didn't want to go in school, so I went down to the old uh, football field down there and plugged my computer in down there and make sure everything was working. <laughs> yeah, man, so uh, before we get into everything, man, let's kind of talk about who you are, you know what I mean, your background and stuff like that. Introduce yourself, and then we kind of go from there.
1: Yeah, uh, so my name's Vincent Saylor. Um, as far as what I do, I own a state farm agency in, in Lawton, uh, live out here in Elgin, also in the color commentator for Oklahoma Sports Network for the Elgin Owls. Um, so, kind of got involved with that about six years ago through Oklahoma Sports Network, but this will be my third year overall with Elgin, second uh, in a row. Did one year um, back in the day with when Coach Renshaw, I think, was the coach at that point. Um, did one year there and then went to cash for a couple years with a buddy of mine, but back home uh, here in Elgin. We live in Elgin kid. My daughter's in first grade. My other one will be in pre-K four next year. So uh, looking forward to having both of them there in Elgin, uh, grew up in New Orleans, uh, played football, basketball, baseball, kind of growing up, things like that. Um, uh, big baseball guy kind of growing up and then played too much baseball, I guess uh, as a kid and, decided to uh, got, had some offers in, for baseball, but uh, ultimately decided to play college football. Uh, played Started at the University of Central Arkansas, uh, and then transferred after my freshman year to the University of North Alabama uh, where I played my final three years. Uh, started there for two years. Uh, t- two of the three years I was there, went to the semifinals. Never could get over the hump and make it to the National Championship game, but uh, made it to the semifinals both years there. Uh, after after undergrad and football finished, uh, was going to go play in Canada, but needed a shoulder surgery. Had already gotten into law school, so decided to to, to hang up the old cleats and, and went to law school and uh, went to law school for three years there in Birmingham, Alabama. Started practicing law for, for a while in Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, got pregnant with our oldest daughter and my father-in-law, who's an ex-college football coach. Um, got involved with state Farm, and that's kind of how we got involved with state Farm. I was never home as a lawyer. I got home when we were pregnant. My wife said about that state farm thing, and I said, yes, ma'am. like a smart husband I am yeah and uh, and uh and decided to do the state farm thing and moved to moved to Lawton uh, moved to this area um, in February of 2017 and uh, opened up our state farm office May of seventeen and in the rest of this history. What would your father-in-law? Where'd all he coach at? So he was—he he was kind of a D two guy. He actually—it's a long story—but he was my high school football coach okay. uh, at del We—we played. I played at Salle in New Orleans. Uh, so he was my high school football coach there. After I got done, he moved on to his alma mater. He played uh, college football at Delta State, uh, and then also had a played in Canada for a couple of years and had a cup of coffee with, with the Raiders at one point, uh, but he uh, but he uh, went to Delta State after that in 2000. He won the national championship as a defense coordinator at Delta State, uh, and then from there he kind of moved around a couple different places. He was at North Alabama for a little while. Uh, he was at he was defense coordinator at UT Chattanooga, uh, and then ultimately he was the head coach at Arkansas Monticello, the Mighty Bull Weevils, uh, for about seven or eight years. Uh, then my brother in law played at Ole Miss. Uh, my his my brother in law's freshman year at Ole Miss, my father in law was still coaching. Uh, and after that year, he he decided he kind of got heard about State Farm and kind of had a good opportunity with them. So he got out of coaching altogether so that way he can make it to Brishon's games. Uh, and Brishon played at Ole Miss. Uh, can't remember the years. He played two years with uh, Coach Nutt and two years with uh, when uh, Freeze got there. Okay. Uh, so yeah, football. And my wife's college cheerleader, and so hey, football
0: go. is kind of the <laughs> kind of yes, kind of yes. runs the gamut in our family. What all do you do with uh as far as
1: OSN? What do you do with that? so mostly just football? Um, I know they they do some other sports and things like that. For for the most part, I've I've stuck with football. Uh, that's kind of my passion. That's kind of my love. Um, so stuck with them. Uh, like I said, Ben, this will be my. Sixth or seventh fall. I can't remember exactly the exact amount of years. Like I said, first year I did it, uh, met Eric Sherham and, and Randy Muirhead. And Randy, they would go, those guys came in the office to, to, to sell some advertising and looked around my office and saw some pictures of me in uniforms and some yeah. football stuff and, and some trophies and things and said, wait, did you play football? And kind of told my background. They said, hey, would you be interested? And uh, jumped on the opportunity thinking that it's a ton of fun. Um, and then, like I said, did Elgin for a year, Cash for three, and this will be my so this will be my sixth year. So, the color commentator um, those the, during those six years um, actually was OSN's color commentator of the year last year. Uh, first first time we had an award ceremony, uh, so that was kind of cool uh, to get recognized by those guys as well. So. Um yeah, that's kind of kind of how I got involved with OSN and, and what I do with them. Looking forward to this year. Got a okay. new crew, got a new crew with me. Uh, so that'll be in- interesting um to, to get things. Glenn Brockenbush, the uh newspaper guy, is actually gonna come in the booth and be our play-by-play guy. Uh, and then uh Clay Underhill, who's an offensive lineman for the team last year, is gonna be our computer guy. So be okay. interesting to work with those guys.
0: That should be cool. As far as – I didn't even like – because I've met you at the Robertson's house. Yeah. I didn't realize you worked for OSN until I was running the clock, and you walked in there, I was like, hey, I know this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because you don't see us. uh, You don't see us, obviously.
1: uh, We we live stream the games and things like that, so you don't ever see the commentators or anything. So so when a lot of people hear my voice, they're like, wait, you sound familiar, you look familiar. Because also – also do a lot of sponsorships and stuff with the team. So actually, usually I'm in one of the quarters. I'm up there, with my little mug up there <laughs> as, yeah. the, as a quarter sponsor as well. So, but yeah, Ocean's a great opportunity. I mean, we, yeah. we love it. Uh, I love doing the games. It keeps me involved in football without having to do the day to day grind of it. Um, but uh, also. Like I said it, and it's a great opportunity especially for this type of community where you got such transient type people with military right. base and things like that to provide i mean i know i've talked to several parents of players not only on elgin but in cash and even some of the away games will We'll run into some families that are like, "Hey, man, my you know my cousin in Ohio is watching this week," or you know, yeah, sudden, yeah. my, somebody stationed in you know Germany and they're getting to the watch of the game. They had to wake up early and they're good, but they're getting to the watch the game and things like that. So that that's the cool thing about it. And then too, some of the kids. I mean, they you know Saturday and Sunday morning after they after they played on Friday night, they go back yeah. and watch some of their big plays and things like that.
0: No, I mean it is a cool deal because even like a. You know, with wrestling, you know, I I did a couple Mm -hmm. podcasts with Coach Rowe, you know, through the state championship season. And uh, I had some some of my good boys that hit me up prior military, you know. Like, hey, man, what's this They didn't know what it was. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? It's like, in combative memory, I was whooping your ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like I said, I mean, it's just a cool
1: opportunity. Like I said, my mom's gotten hooked now. Uh, She's down in New Orleans, so she's gotten hooked. So she's an Elgin Owl fan now as well. And like I said, it's a cool opportunity for the kids uh, we try to do as good as we can as far as the broadcast goes, um, but uh, but like I said, it's a cool opportunity for the kids to kind of get noticed and uh, and um, like I said, I mean, radio's cool um, and 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 all that kind of stuff. I and mean, my games are always
0: on radio and things, but it's just different when you when you can yeah. see it in action and, and see it live. No, hundred percent. Now, let's go back to New Orleans real quick. Is it New Orleans or New Orleans? Dog, I So need no. it's, it's, I need to know. <laughs> it's, it, so, for me now, it's New Orleans. Probably back in the day,
1: it was more New Orleans. When I went to Central Arkansas, it's a funny, funny story. Because people always say, well, you don't ever sound like you're from New Orleans. Now, when my family comes up, everybody's like, okay, now I get it. Yeah. But when I went to Central Arkansas, so I played quarterback all through college. Uh, I went to Central Arkansas, and um, I would make checks and things like that, and offensive line couldn't understand me. So, yeah. I, I went to a speech coach in Arkansas in my freshman year to slow down and enunciate more of my words. So, that way – so, I've lost my New Orleans accent. So, now it's kind of New Orleans. But if you ask for a while and things like that, it's more knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah, – everything so, kind of
0: flows together. So, uh, so, I'm from southeast Oklahoma, right? Okay. So, so when I moved to uh, Geary, Oklahoma uh, – Everybody's like, hey, he has an accent. You know what I mean? The people would be like, hey, he talks different. You know what I mean? I never knew I talked right. different. I didn't know. You know, I was just talking. To people in the studio, they don't. My wife at this day says you mumble. You know yeah. what I mean? I just talk. My first duty station, Baumholder, Germany, when I got there, nobody could understand uh, what the <laughs> shit I was saying. Man. The Germans, because they're trying to learn English, and right. they, they had no clue what the hell I was saying, bro. Right. Like, I mean, uh, I, and I never
1: noticed, I mean, because I had always grown up with New Orleans kids. So, I mean, I never noticed. But, yeah, then I, you know, and I would jump on the O-line and like, where the hell were you going? And this, and the other. And finally, our coach, the, the coach that I ended up playing for at Central Arkansas was, was from not New Orleans, but south Louisiana, um uh, kind of got hooked up with him through a Louisiana Tech connection, and uh, he said, I don't think they understand you. <laughs> uh, and then that's kind of how it went from there. Now when I go home, though, everybody's like, oh, my God, you've been, you know, because we've lived in Arkansas for a little bit, Alabama, and now
0: Oklahoma. So they're like, oh, my God, you sound like you're. And what's that coach off the water boy, though?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, like I said, my father-in-law, he's been out in New Orleans just as long as I am because I mean, we both kind of left around the same time. But I mean, you right. hear him talk, and he's still very Yiddish and and yeah. whatever. And my mom comes up; I mean, she's got it too. It's uh, it never leaves them, but it, it like I said, it it only left me because I had to. I, like I said I had to go to a speech coach and we worked on enunciation and all that kind of stuff and so right. this is what you
0: get now. <laughs> man, as far as uh like what you do with Elgin, you know, we had the uh, meet the Owls day the other day. Mm-hmm. How did you like that, man? It was great. I mean, I, it was like for my understanding, it was the first time we've
1: done that. Um, and the, the quarterback club did a great job of putting that thing together. Jen Meyer Ritson's mom reached out to me um, a couple days before it and said, "Hey, um, hey, would you be willing to kind of MC it or whatnot and kind of." Um introduced some some of the team some of the teams and we like I said kind of gave a shout out to you guys on the wrestling side for the state championship. And I love doing that type of stuff. I mean, we're ingrained in Elgin. I mean we live out here. Yeah, my office is in Lawton, but I mean we live out here. My kids go to school here. Um uh, got to know a lot of the coaches and a lot of the teachers and things uh, and a lot of the administration there at Elgin. So we love it and we bought in. Uh, last year I also mc the um senior night bonfire um so those when that that opportunity comes i mean i like doing that type of stuff um like i said i like doing it but it also helps you
0: know get my name recognition out there for the state farm business too so it doesn't hurt that way either yeah no as far as uh as far as when it comes to elgin sports we had a coaching meeting with a coach here this morning you Mm -hmm. know and he's talking about the progression in elgin sports and stuff i'm i'm it's like now, like it's it's not just like Elgin football, Elgin wrestling, Elgin basketball, Elgin softball. It's just Elgin, man. Yeah, like I really I really like that attitude we have with the kids because I grew up from a small town. If you was a basketball player, you didn't talk to the wrestlers, right? You know what I mean? Vice versa, just how it went. But in here, man, it seems like it's you know even the coaches, you know, they, they want everybody to do good. They want Elgin to do. Yeah, good. It, it
1: it helps that there's some bleed over in the programs, uh, obviously. So. You know, you've got, the, you've got some of the kids that play basketball. You've got some of the kids that also play baseball. Uh, same thing on the girl side of things. Some of them play multiple sports. So that helps because, I mean, they kind of all become friends. But, I mean, Elgin's just such a close-knit community, um, especially the kids that are kind of going through, from what I can see from the outside, kind of looking in. I mean, ours are only in first grade now. Um, and, I mean, I think what helped, too, is last year – um, moving to 5A on the football side of things moving to 5A everybody anticipated and thought <coughs> excuse me everybody anticipated and thought oh my god they've been kind of bad the last couple of years this is going to be bad yeah. um, and then the way that the, the boys came out and Coach White had them together and prepared and whatnot. and like I said I had done cash previous to that and um, when I first kind of decided to go, go with Elgin I called Eric Sharon who runs the network and he was like hey man you know that's you know, I said, yeah, my kids go out to school there. I live out there. I, I mean, I, I know they haven't been good lately, but and I didn't anticipate anything would happen last year. I'm glad it did, and I'm glad to be somewhat of a part of it. And uh, But I think that helped. And, I mean, that led into wrestling. You guys, you know, and then you guys end up winning the state championship there. Baseball team ends up going um, to state in baseball as well. So, I mean, it just kind of – I think everything kind of fell into place with the – at the right time, in the right place, and the right kids, and the right coaching staff and all that kind of stuff, and I think, I think it's got a ton of momentum right now, and uh,
0: and it's fun to be somewhat of a little part of it. No, it is, man. I, I can remember growing up, and it's like, you know, I grew up playing eight man football. Dog, we, talk, <laughs> we talked about this a little yeah, bit. Man. Yeah, uh, We we just started of like we, we have kids and we're tumbling together and stuff, so so we hang out a little bit on that side of it. But you know, we was talking about this, and that's and kind of how I grew up, you know, but we didn't have a good football team, bro. Right. You know what I mean? It just was what it was. And then, uh, you know, it, Fridays was for um, uh, the party afterwards. Right. We, we won or we lost. Right. You know what I mean? And that's just not the right attitude, man. And then so you grow up, you know, and you're like, man, i pretty much wasted a lot of time there. And so that's one of the parts that, that I like, you know, able to share this with my son now. You know, Yeah. Hey, you know, this, look at the learning experiences here we can get, you know, doing the right thing. Here. Oh, know, yeah. I mean, football, I mean,
1: all sports in general, but football definitely is kind of one of those things where you can you learn so much about yourself, uh, about how you are as a team member, about how you are potentially as a leader, yeah. follower, all that kind of stuff, and all those a lot of those traits that I learned going all the way back to little league, not necessarily just high school and college ball. I mean, I use in my office, you know, running a business. I use as a parent. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, some of those traits, I mean, you, that you get through. Like I said, I reference everything a lot of times to football because that's where I'm most comfortable with. But, I mean, some of the things I talk about I learned in baseball, some of them I learned in basketball as well. I mean, just coaches have that opportunity on young people to make such a huge impression. Right. Um, And I think sometimes that goes unnoticed. And when you're living in the moment, especially as a kid, you don't think about that stuff. And then when you look back when when you're our age or whatnot, you go – you know, I, I remember some of the speeches that coaches gave me yeah. and things like that. And I mean, at the time, you are just sitting there in the locker room with your head like, come on, man, let's get out of here. I'm ready to play. Uh, <laughs> but then you think back at it 20 years later, and you're like, okay, that." Yeah. I mean, I get where he was coming from there. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that – and in a community of the size of Elgin and things like that, I mean, yes, football's not everything. I mean, there, there's a lot of there's, – there's a lot more important things in life. But, I mean, it just seems like when, when a football team is good and has some success and – run by good people and the kids are good kids you know it just kind of makes everybody more you know community oriented and, and kind of brings the community together a little bit better
0: yeah man that's one thing I've, I've been blessed with this year is uh, you know uh, Coach White uh, allowing me to be out there and just kind of watch and observe like I'm nowhere on these guys level As a Coach I'm not you know I spend most of my time watching following Coach Hill around dude that's yeah. what I do bro he's a linebacker coach you know right. what I mean Uh, And a running back coach. You know, I feel I watch him and try to, you know, try to learn. You know what I mean? Because I I ran the ball, right? I never taught anybody to run the ball. So there's different things. There's certain things that I don't remember doing. I just remember doing it. I don't remember how I was taught to do it. You know what I mean? The one thing I love about the the
1: staff that they currently have in place there, um, they're young which is a good – sometimes people are, oh, well, they don't have that much experience and like that. They have a lot more experience than, than people think for their age. Yeah. Um, but they're young, so they still relate well to the kids, and the kids really respect and like all of them. Uh, the one thing I like, too, about it, getting to know those guys and hanging out with a lot of those guys and things like that as a group, um, how, how close they are, and you can yeah. tell that what ultimately leads to the, the the team becoming closer and things like that. And like I said, they do a great job. Uh, Coach White's kind of at the head of things, but Jack Baker does a great job on the defense side. Adam Castro does a great job on the offensive side. And the, like I said, the way that they're all intertwined and 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 can finish each other's sentences and kind of know how they think yeah. and things like that. I mean, it really, really – and then Coach Hill, I mean, he, he kind of keeps everything together on the strength and conditioning side and then just being the – the, the sometimes bully and in, in, in a dude. good way. I mean that in a good way. Dude, the he looks way like he is. A Viking, bro. Yes, he does. Back
0: in the day, dude, he was a <laughs> dude getting off the ship. Dude. That right. was that was Coach Hill, bro. Right. Was getting off the ship, and it was game over at that point. Bro. Right, right. But uh, no, those those those
1: guys do a great job. They're a ton of fun. They they have a ton of fun doing it, uh, yeah. and then and, and I mean it, it helps obviously. With, with winning, but uh, still, they have a ton of fun doing it. They have a ton of fun hanging out together. And, I mean, that shows on Friday nights and shows even even during the practices and things like that.
0: No, 100%, man. Like, I've noticed, like, uh, you know, coming out to practice, like, just different days seem like they're high up tempo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, you know, and, and, and Coach White seems like he's, he's able to articulate the – but something went wrong at the end of practice, there's stuff we need to work on the next day, you know. It, it, things- yeah, he's not a big talker during practice, yeah. Um, from what I've, what I've noticed,
1: I mean, he obviously he's, he's you know, call plays and tell things and things like that, but he he observes everything, and then like yeah. I said, at the end, you yeah. might not think he was paying attention to that side or this side or doing whatever, and then like I said, he kind of pulls it all together. Um, but the one thing I like that he does too is, I mean, gives Jack. And Adam, that kind of autonomy to do their own things on, on those sides of the ball, um, but they but they all think alike, and they all um, they're all on the same page. I mean, that's the that's the biggest and best thing about it. Um, they all, like I said, they're all on the same page, and all have that one goal in mind of to win and and move further than what we yeah. what we
0: did last year. No, man, I, I think we will. No. Yeah. Man, I mean, they got such a good group, like you said. And I think I think some of it too is like uh, competition based, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, even Casho said it at, at the meet the house night of night. He's like, Thank, uh, "Thanks to Coach Baker for allowing my, our defense make me better as offensive coach." Basically, right. is what he said, right? I think that's competition based, right? Mm-hmm. And I know Baker looks at it that way. You yeah, know what I mean, he coaches, he helps his coach wrestling and stuff like that. Uh, as far as your experience uh, in college, you know, football and stuff like that. How was y'all's practices ran? So um, we were so
1: we were a smaller team. So so when I was at North Alabama, I played there from in two thousand three, two thousand four, and two thousand five. Um, we were at that time we were a Division two program. North Alabama has now moved into a one aa program, but we were one of the top five Division two programs in the country. Um, so we kind of had a mm-hmm. Well oiled machine kind of going and things like that. We were a little undersized uh, right. across both the offensive and defensive lines, so we relied a lot on speed. Uh, we were kind of I wouldn't say necessarily in the forefront, but we were running the spread offense kind of before it was really really into, in, 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 into to where everybody's running it now. Uh, there was there were some people running it obviously, but but we were kind of in that forefront of running it and things like that. So. We our practices were all about quickness, speed, getting it done, getting it out. wasn't a lot. There was a lot of competition based things, but there wasn't. We didn't. We weren't really that. We were physical when the game came, but we really kind of took care of each other and things like that. Because, um, like I said, wasn't really that physical. Now, this is coming from a quarterback's perspective. Of right. course, I'm saying that because they couldn't hit me and things <laughs> like that. I'm sure if you asked them how old linemen the D-line, they were be like, shit, we were physical as hell at practice. Um, but the way that the coaches tried to set it up a lot of times was that way. Um, and so, it was. It, it's very similar to the practices that they have now. Obviously, we had, the, we had full offenses, full defense. I mean, with Elgin, I mean, a lot of guys are going both ways and things like that. So, I mean college you didn't really have anybody going both ways. So, it wasn't a lot of – when we went good on good, one-on-ones, um, it was – we knew that it was a big practice. Uh, so, there wasn't a lot of that during – especially during the season. I mean, you did a lot of things to get scout teams and things like that. But it was very similar to what they do at Elgin as far as short periods, you know, moving from 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 seven-on-seven seven to inside run to – to, to, to team drills and blitz drills and things like that. Red zone. Uh, very similar there. Um, but it was all about just execution. because We were yeah. kind of, like I said, we were kind of a well-oiled machine at that point. Um, so it was all about, okay, we, we didn't, we did focus on our opponent to a certain degree, but a lot of it right. was, you know, this is what we're going to do and they have to stop us. Uh, not so much of how are we going to, you know, this, that, and the other. We, this is what we do, so see if you can stop us. Right. And we, I, I mean I was blessed, I had some great receivers on the outside. Um, made my job super, super easy. I mean, I'd throw a three-yard, you know, screen pass and Anthony Merritt would go 85 yards and I'd be one for one for 85 yards on the yeah, day, and I'd do yeah. it about four yards. So that made it that made it pretty cool too. <laughs> right,
0: right. As far as uh, we talked about this a little bit uh, you know in the past, but uh so but one of the coaches change that they made this year was getting the actual quarterback coach. Yeah. Uh what as you as a former quarterback? What what is that? What what does your brain thinking about that? What, what does that mean to you? Uh, what do you think that means for the team? So I mean,
1: Coach Chalmer, Coach Wyatt played for Trace's dad. <laughs> you know, so they've known each other since right. Trace has known him since you know he was born. So it's probably it probably will help Trace uh, at this point with somebody else at his ear. Right. Um, at the end of the day, Coach White played receiver. Um, right. You know, so Trace is now – TJ played quarterback. Uh, so he's listening to a guy that's, you know, been in the been in the pocket when the bullets are flying and things like that. So I think that will help out as well. And just another set of eyes um, on Trace. Trace now, I mean, has now started 20 games, 21 games, whatever it is. I mean, I think he came in maybe second or third game of his freshman year, but still played in those first two. So at this point, I mean, he's got 20 game over 20 games of high school experience. Everything should start to slow down for him, and what I mean by that is the game. I mean, those first couple starts, all you're doing is looking at the people that are about to hit you. You're not really yeah. looking and focusing. Those middle 10 to 20 starts, kind of last year. I mean, he knew what the offense was supposed to be doing, and he wasn't so much concerned about the rush, but it still was in the back of his mind now. I mean, he should um, be at in that position where all he's thinking about is his reads and and you know if this safety moves here, if this corner moves here, if that linebacker moves there, this is where I go, this is where I go, this is where I go. Right. Uh, and I think TJ's going to do a good job with him um, teaching him some of that stuff. Uh, and like I said, I think it's just better to have another voice in the room for him yeah. um, rather than the, than the one he's he's heard heard for forever. Um, they have. Yeah. Trace and him have and Coach White have such a good relationship. Not saying there was anything wrong there by any stretch of the imagination, but sometimes it's good to hear from someone else and someone that's done it. And heck, TJ probably should still be playing ball somewhere. Uh, he was that talented. Uh, just things kind of didn't, didn't pan out the way that, that they should have for him. Um, so, I mean, like I said, he's, it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic works once, like I said, it looks good at practice. It looks, it looks good. Uh, but it'll be interesting how that dynamic works once the games um, get rolling. Yeah. Uh, and it'll help too because obviously Coach White during the game has a lot of other things to deal with where hopefully TJ will have, you know, can pull Trace off to the side with defenses out there and, and have conversations about, okay, what are you seeing? Where are you seeing? And right. that can be kind of relayed up there to Coach Castro to see. Because right now, like I said, with the amount of starts that Trace has had now, he can look at it and he can look at a defense and say, hey, I think, you know, I remember this play that we ran when I was a freshman. I think this would work because it looks like they're kind of lined up the same way. Right. So now that he'll have more of that opportunity to explain that to TJ, and TJ can get it up there to Coach Castro. Because obviously, there wasn't that much communication. Because Coach White, I mean, obviously as a head coach, he has got to be involved in every snap, uh, whether it be offense, defense, and special teams. So there wasn't that. There wasn't as much time. I mean, I know they took time kind of in between plays here and there to kind of talk to Trace but that'll give him another voice and another ear during the game and I think that'll really help
0: no I agree with that too because even we talked about a little bit earlier how, how he runs practice he's <laughs> supervising everything man. It's, right. it's phenomenal you know I always see him looking you know what I mean yeah. uh, uh, supervising and uh, it's crazy you know and I, I, I'm gonna try to stop saying this but I used to play football <laughs> <laughs> and like our, our coach we had two coaches they did everything right. you know what I mean that's probably why it wasn't no good too you know what I <laughs> You know, uh, it, it's just, it's amazing to me when you got to see this, this run, I want to kind of get into, uh, by saying that I want to get into, uh, Carl Albert. Okay. Uh, that was amazing for me. Like I found out two days before I was going to coach junior high football, right? Uh, matter of fact, it might've been a day before, you know, coach it calls me, Hey, you want to coach junior high football? Hell yeah, please. <laughs> you know I mean? Then the next day I'm on the bus going to Carl Albert for, for that up there, uh, what did you hear about that? And what did you I, hear? I heard it went well. Uh, obviously,
1: obviously they're the, the standard, I guess you could say, right yeah. now in 5A. Um, and then they've got some great players. Uh, and I heard it went well. I heard we were able to hold our own. Uh, I heard that the offensive line and defensive line was able to hold our own. Um, and I heard we had success both sides of the ball. Um, so, I mean, that was very coming off of the year that we had. Uh, and then going there and, and and proving it again, I mean, I think just kind of lit the fire under the, you know, the Colin Donnellys and and, and those kids to kind of, we we can compete with the best. Um, yeah. I think it was a good idea to go up there because, like I said, you kind of want to see where you are. I mean, it's one thing for a lot of people to say, oh, you're good. And, I mean, look, you look at Daily Oklahoman, I think, picked us to win our district. um a couple other people have us potentially in top – a couple other publications have us in the top five in the state. It's all great and wonderful, but it's a preseason poll. Right. So, you're not going to know until you start getting hit in the mouth. And, I mean, every team – even though we've got basically everybody coming back um, outside of a, of, of a couple kids here and there, I mean, every team is different. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had a ton of success last year, and it's basically the same kids, but – this year's team is going to be different than last year's team no matter what even if it was the exact same kids because the, the opponents everybody's going to be a little bit different as well so it was good to get up there talking to Coach Wyatt about it too it was good to in, in his perspective too it was good to get up there and compete against the best right. um, and, and then like I said be able to hold your own now they've made some changes uh, up there, they got a new quarterback since we went up there, and some things like that. So, yeah, I've seen that. They come from um, Texas, right? Yeah. So uh, they will. So, they will probably still be the the standard in the districts, so, but uh, in the in five A. But
0: uh, hopefully, we'll we'll get a chance at them down the road. So, uh, not not that I care. I, I think we're good either way. But just a question. I was I was reading into it about the the rules of uh, for recruiting. They don't really necessarily. Uh, account for kids out of state right my understanding yeah and I mean I, I don't
1: I don't know enough about them really to kind of delve into it too much I mean the kid's – my understanding is the kid is committed to Oklahoma, so he wanted to be closer, you know, to where he's going to go to school. But I, mean, I don't know if he's – I don't know if he plans on an early enrollee type deal or probably things like
0: parents that. parents want to be
1: closer. Or his parents probably want to be closer and things like that. Yeah. So, I mean, if you show a legitimate reason for your move – and, I mean, that could be a legitimate reason for the move. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the way – it happens more often than it did when you and I were playing – Um, because it's such a, I mean, you've got the IMG academies and some of those kind of prep schools now. Um, and like I said, kids are, you know, now you've got NIL on the college level. So, you know, there's some opportunities there that, that get closer to kind of make some relationships and things like that. So it is what it is at this point, but uh, but like I said, I mean, I'm I I'd, I'd, I'd like to see him play. I mean, I've seen some highlights of him. Can't think of his name on top of my head, but uh, seen some highlights of him, and can't wait to watch him uh, him play in person.
0: I didn't see any highlights of him at all, but uh, I mean, from what I was told, I mean, he's legit. Yeah, he's an OU commit, so I mean, you got to think yeah. he's.
1: He, I mean, I think he's either a four or five star kid. So I mean, usually sometimes his publications, you know, get him wrong every now and then, but. So far, at this point in his career, he's, he's obviously shown that he's good enough to get all that hype. And, and like I said, I mean, he's, he's stepping into a program that's—I mean—he's got one of the best running backs and definitely in the state, if not, you know, this area, the, the southeast. Um, so it'll—they'll—they'll—they'll they'll, they'll probably be the, the standard again. Um, and uh,
0: hopefully, we can see him down the road. Oh God, I, I mean, i, I think <laughs> we will, man. You know, uh, you know—looking at the way. Like I said, that's my first. That was my first show, dog. With, at that yeah. level, you know what I mean. But man, everything was so exciting for me just to see the kids play and stuff. Like you said, the Colin Donnellys, the Jace Williams, mm-hmm. the Keith. I didn't realize how big Keith was, dog. Yeah, I mean, I know how big Jace is because I see him all the time. Right, you know what I mean. I didn't realize how big Keith was too. Yeah, the left side. The left side of of uh, the left side of our offensive
1: line. Um, when I was at North Alabama, um our our left side of our line was not as big as those two kids were. Really? were and we were a top 3 Division 2 team. Damn. Um now we like I said some of that was by design. We were more, you know, we we were wide splits and more, you know, fast-paced things, but yeah, we Jason and the one thing about Jason Keith that is that's phenomenal too is they're both athletic. Yeah. They're not just I mean, sometimes you get these kids in high school that are that look super big, and my high school coach, my father-in-law, used to always say it looks like Tarzan plays like Jane. <laughs> um, and, but those two both are not only big but athletic and, right. and, and can play. Um, so, it, interesting, curious to see kind of how those those two mesh um, this year with another year of experience. And uh, like I said, Jason only a junior, so he's got some things coming up. And then Keith with his last, this is his last. Oh, no, it's so So it'll be interesting to see how, how those two guys go. Uh, yeah. Speaking of seniors or this year, what about Lon? Yeah, looking forward to him. I mean, he's been, so like I said, doing cash games in the past, uh, obviously before the move up with the 5A, that, that was a big rivalry. Obviously in the same district and things like that. So Matt's kind of been doing it for a while, a while now. I think somebody said he's give or take 1,100 yards or so away from the Elgin school record. Bro. Okay, 800 dog. So I mean, we're we're close to kind of getting that. Um, you see, Matt, you would not think he he he's where he is because, um, like I said, I mean, he's tall, lanky, but but when he gets out in the open field, yeah, it's he fun. Suit, man. It's fun to watch when he gets in the open field, or not even the open field. I mean, when he gets when they when they create a crease on some of those counters and and lead plays that they run I mean
0: and he gets that crease it's uh it's pretty exciting to watch now he gets pretty he gets really good vision you know yeah. I mean there's there's diff- there's different types of running backs right running backs that can just get on the outside and go and there's running backs that got that vision where they can cut it yeah. and go yeah he get does running. he
1: does he does do both um, pretty well um I'd like to, I'd like to see him catch the ball a little bit more out of the backfield. I think that might be something that we might yeah. see maybe some this year. Um and it's not I'm not saying it's his fault or anything like that, but just by the design of the offense, I mean, I, we can get him maybe some more in space. I think that'll that potentially could could help. Um but I mean with with him and Ritson, I mean that Ritson really helped him out last year. Um, in that it finally gave Matt kind of somebody else, to, you know, gave him an opportunity to rest every now and then. Um, yeah. and it wasn't just all about about Matt like it has been some in the past. So, um, like I said, those two worked well. So they're enlightened, I guess you can say, however you want to nickname yeah. them. It worked well last year, and I mean, I, mean, I anticipate it kind of
0: working the same this year. So let's talk about that a little bit. So, we was playing Argmore, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he couldn't play, yeah, his foot, right? Right. Uh, Thank God it was just – he has an extra bonus for it, right? Right, right, yeah. Was, uh, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't nothing crazy, Yeah, yeah long, long story, bonus. but yes. Yeah, yeah. But but they had, they had, they had uh, recruiters there to see the Ardenmore, uh quarterback. Yeah. Right? Illinois commit. Yeah, but what they seen was is Ritson Myers take off yeah. as a freshman. Yeah. Right?
1: What a year that kid had, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he uh, – everybody knows Ritson and- – you Knows Ritzen's Ritzin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just I mean, a great athlete. Um, like I said, unbelievable on defense. I mean, I don't remember the exact amount of tackles, but you know, 70, 80, 90 tackles on defense, and then eight, nine hundred yards, whatever it was, rushing on offense, and only a freshman. Um, he, and I mean he provides a little bit maybe more power. Uh, Matt, but I mean, still, when he gets to the open field, I mean, he, he runs away from people as well. So it's a good one two punch there. And, and like I said, the type of year that he had and then rolled right into winning state and wrestling and then, you know, pitching and doing everything he did with baseball to get them to yeah. state too. I mean, he, he had a heck of a freshman year. It'll be, it'll be a hard one to follow, but, but if yeah. anybody could do it, I think he could.
0: Yeah, 100%. 100%. As far as, as far as that goes is, uh, when it when it comes to uh, next year, like you brought up earlier, we got a lot of the kids coming back, right? Mm-hmm. What's the uh, significance of that from you that somebody's played football at a higher level? Uh, you know, it's having the same team coming back in high school.
1: Well, we talked a little bit about it with Trace. Um, um, so I mean, for Trace, I mean the game's starting to slow down now. And it's the same thing for, for Jace and for Keith. And there's going to be a front, you know, they're going to line up in either a 3-4 or a 4-3 or a bare front or whatever. They've seen it before. Yeah. So they can kind of, you know, flip through that Rolodex in their head and say, okay, I mean, you know, this was like Guthrie did. So we need to, you know, when we, we screwed up, we didn't scoop right. So we, now this time we need we, we know we need to scoop. Um, another thing, too, about it is you've now – I mean, I hate to use the terminology of, you know, been to battle with it, but you've been the battle with all those guys. So, right. you know what to expect from Ritson when things get tough. You know to expect, what, what Trace it, it knows what Jace is going to do, what, you know, the Crabtree's going to do, and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, all that goes a long way. Colin knows now, Colin and Ritson have had a year to play on defense next to each other. So, Colin knows, okay, Ritson made Ritson sometimes – does his own thing potentially so that means I've got to make sure that I've got to yeah. get there and, and and they work well together on that um so Colin like I said Colin runs that defense and does a great job there along, along like I said coach Baker will tell you I mean he's kind of a coach on the field so he knows that Richard sometimes will but Richard uses athletic ability and a lot of times makes him like Jack a- Angel is just unbelievable <laughs> on the outside out there you, if you see him you would never think it but, uh, so, I mean, all those guys playing together and knowing what to expect of each other um, will go a long way um, right. into that. And like I said, you're a year closer. Now you've got some wins behind you. But then you also have a lot of them were playing when things weren't going very good. So they know right. we don't want to go back there. Um, so I think all that will definitely help. Um and then, like I said, just at the end of the day, I mean, they all know what to expect from each other. It's not really, you know, they they've gone through last year. They went through eleven battles together. Um, last year, knock on wood, we, we outside of Matt's kind of little injury, and then uh, um, who's a the lot Casey Britton. Yeah, um, I, we stayed fairly healthy. Had some minor things throughout the year for some of the, some of the kids that kind of went unnoticed, but. If we can, if we can stay healthy like we did last year, and and, uh, I think good things are 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 waiting.
0: As a quarterback, uh, as a quarterback perspective, uh, former quarterback yourself, what do you think about uh, Trace's progression? So I saw him play a couple times as a freshman, um,
1: and was very surprised that he was only a freshman. Um, Not then find out more, but then come to Elgin. And know he's a sophomore, and then find out more about kind of the family pedigree, I guess you could say, or whatever his dad right. being the principal, but an old high school coach, and you no know, brothers played and all that kind of stuff. So you can see that he loves football. You can see that he knows football. Um, he's, and from my understanding, talking to Coach Y2, he's kind of a gym rat and likes watching film and likes. You know, going out there and working with, and, I, and I'll I'll drop out of the stadium sometimes, or even even before the games, things like that. He's out there with Andre Crabtree or Trey Crabtree, or you know, throwing routes, of solos, and things like that. So, right. I mean, he's 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 a very very good high school quarterback, um, and I, he's got two more years to prove it. I think he's got the ability, in my judgment, to play at the next level. Right. Um, Not sure. Not sure. I mean, he's big enough. I mean, um, he's definitely big enough. Looks like he's. I don't know if he's put on some weight this year or not. He looks. I don't know if he looks taller or not. Maybe 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 an inch or two taller, but he looks um, leaner. I mean, I I don't know if maybe now he's you know got to be a junior losing some of that quote unquote baby fat or what. Right. Um, So I'm expecting big things from him this year. Um, Because I, I mean he didn't miss a single day. My understanding is he didn't miss a single day during off-season workouts. Um, and that goes a long way. I mean, when, the end of the day, no matter who your quarterback is, he's always going to be a leader, whether or not he's a vocal kid or not. Um, Trace isn't necessarily the most, from what I can see, I'm not in the locker room every day and things like that. Trace isn't from what I can see on the field and what I see at the practice. I guy. Mean, Trace isn't necessarily the most vocal type leader. Right. But, as a quarterback, everybody's always looking at you as the leader. Yeah. From what I can tell, too, he's pretty even-keeled. Uh, so, that goes a long way. But just being there every day, being the first one in, the last one out. Like I said, not missing a single workout during during the summer. I saw he went to some quarterback camps and went to some quarterback schools and things like that up in the city and some other places. So, um, he's doing all the right things And now. I mean, and he's done very good as a freshman and sophomore. Um, so now it's time to just take that, in my opinion, take that next step and 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 start to show kind of what he is. I mean, some publications um, say he's one of the best twenty quarterbacks in the state, and I would I would I would agree with that, and I'd probably even put him maybe in the top ten um, with the way the amount of experiences he, that he has. Um, uh, I think I think the main thing he's got to get better on is maybe some of that intermediate game. Throws a great deep ball. Um, But I think some of those – he throws a great comeback on the run. Um, But I think some of those middle of the field, intermediate, in route, curl routes, things like that is something that he needs to improve on. Um, And I think he – from the practices that I've been to so far, I think he is improving on it. And and they didn't throw him as much because he was young. But now that he's older and can pick through some of that stuff now and realize, okay, I can't slide it in there, but I can slide it in here. Uh, we'll only make him better, and then ultimately make the whole team better. Because right. you can kind of start opening up some of that middle. That only that opens up a lot more for deep balls to to Crabtree, and then also opens up some lanes potentially for Matt and Ritson as well. So it'll be it'll be it'll be
0: fun. As far as the quarterback goes, uh, if you had to choose one thing that a quarterback had to be the best at, what would it be? I know it's a difficult question because he's yeah. a different quarterback. Like he got a, the canons, yeah, You know, he's yeah. good at running. But I think at
1: the end of, the, I think at the end of the day, it's all about the 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 even keelness. Um, quarterback, you, you, there's so many highs and lows. You right. get all the when you're winning, you get all the publicity. When you're losing, you get all the all the gripes and things like that. And sometimes it's not even your fault. Um, so just I mean I, my my thought process is just that even keelness mentality of nothing's going to rattle me um, right. because as a quarterback you can't sometimes be like most football players I mean yes, you want to celebrate and all that kind of stuff but you get super hyped up and you know as a linebacker you can just run through a run through a wall I mean you get super hyped up as a quarterback next ball is going to go 20 yards like twenty euros up in the stands because, you know, you're yeah. you're amped up and things like that. And then you get too low and the whole team's looking at you going, well, we don't want to follow this dude.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I mean, I think in my opinion, it, and in the inside you may be nervous as hell and pissed off as hell or happy as hell, but on the outside you gotta kinda always have that just even keelness and whatever. And then you also gotta know, you gotta be you got to know what your team needs at that moment. It's like that Trace isn't the most vocal guy, but if he needs to be, I think he has it in him, and I've seen him do some things where, you know, if somebody's not doing something right, you might have to jump on somebody's ass. Right. Um, but then also, if somebody, you know, hasn't been doing right and does something great, you need to go over there and be the first one slap on the butt and say, dude, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean you, that's the one thing too I mean about you got to you got to interact with everybody even the defense um you've got cuz even the defense still looks at the quarterback even though it's on the opposite side of the ball as kind of that you know we're going to only go as far as you do um and so I mean I think that like I said that that kind of even-keeledness level-headedness would would probably be mine cuz because there's a ton of kids that can throw 80 yards. There's a ton of kids that can run four threes and this, right. that, and the other that don't amount to much. Yeah. Um, and, and so that would be, even the ones that get super high, like super hype, at the end of the day, they still have that even keelness to them. Um, and, yeah, the biggest thing, though, is you just, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to throw interceptions. You're going you to just, you, you just brush it off and go on to the next one.
0: Man, growing up in the military, man. That's one of the things that we all, it was always taught. You know, if you're panicking, your soldiers are going to panic. You right. know what I mean? That the end of the day, man. And that's yeah. who, and that's,
1: and, and at the end of the day, the quarterback is who everybody always looks to. Yeah. Um, when going shit's going on? bad, yeah. When shit's going bad, when shit's going good, they're still going to look at you. Yeah. And if you're over there, you know, throwing your helmet and 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 you know crying and doing whatever, then they oh, shit, you, well, here he goes again. This is yeah. we ain't going to be worth a shit now. Um, or, you know, I mean, you're over
0: there dancing in the stands because you threw a touchdown. He ain't paying attention to the game and whatever else. So, so uh, we was talking about Armour earlier, and that's one of the, the stories I heard. You know, the, the recruiters that have watched Armour quarterback and stuff, right. he's throwing a fit down there. Right. Nobody's blocking for him, this and that. Right. You know what I mean, what do you think everybody else is going through? His teammates are going through. You know, what's going on here? Right. You know I mean? That's yeah. that's, that's, that's poor leadership. Yeah, I mean sometimes I you gotta get in that ass, but at the end of the day, you ain't playing good too, bro. You right. I mean? And I mean that yeah, kids and I
1: mean, high school kids and college kids and even little league kids, I mean, we'll know that. Yeah. So I mean you can you can't be a fake tough guy. You can't be so that's one thing, like I said, that he's done good this summer, being there every day, you know, being accountable. So I mean they know that they can count on him. They know yeah. he's gonna be there, they know he's you know yeah. Gonna work it, work, work as hard as anybody else on the team, and I mean that—that that all goes a long way. Yeah. When you run into a kid, like I said, I don't know much about the armor kid, but yeah, looking at his body language and some of the stuff that he was during that game, I, I mean, yes, he was talented and he could throw the ball good and all that kind of stuff. But when we left there, I, I was happy that we had Trace
0: and they had him. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no Yeah, that goes—that that goes, goes a long way. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like. You know, uh, I'm not talking negative about the dude at all, but I think, you know, I guarantee he learned from that situation. Yeah, I guarantee his coach, coaches pulled him to the side like, "Look, bro." Oh, I, and I, I we gotta calm I, down I, a little bit. I, I I talk about that being the best trick.
1: in high school. I was not that kid. Um, I I got a lot better with it in high in college. Um, but in high school, yeah, I was I was the I wasn't necessarily. The low, of the low. When the lows were bad, but and I wasn't necessarily dancing in the stands when the highs were good. But like, if if bad things happened, I would lose my shit. Right. I had a temperature. I had a temper. So when things didn't go, and and I had to learn. I mean, it it, it took two or three coaches to be like, "You're super talented, but this shit has to stop."
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And you know, and it took some. It took some team members too. Saying, "Dude, what are you doing? You're quarterback." Um, and so, yeah, it's easy for me to sit here and say what Trey should do now. But as a high school kid, I wasn't, I, I wasn't necessarily doing some of that stuff. Um, I still was able to play in college. And once I got to college, you know, you started to learn that stuff and things like that. That you know, my so, my second my first year at North Alabama, my sophomore year, quarterback ahead of me, who's now the head coach at Southern Miss, Will Hall. Um, won the Division II Heisman Trophy it's called the Harlan Hill Trophy Will I was taller faster could throw a ball further way more talented than Will ever thought about being but that year that I sat there as a backup I learned more probably about playing quarterback than I had in every year that I had been a starting quarterback because he was just OG Golly Shucks, Mississippi kid. All the players absolutely loved him. He He's knew the offense. He
0: huh? knew
1: he knew the offense inside and out. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I I I didn't watch as much film at, before him, watch way more film after him, because I sat there on the sidelines and was like, he knew he threw that ball before anybody before that dude was even remotely out of the break and before, you know, where, well, I got a better arm than that, so I'm going to hold it as long as possible and then gun it in there at the last second. Right. Um, and so, that year as a backup, I learned more than any time that I played because um, Will, like I said, ate, slept, drank football. His dad was one of the best Mississippi High School football coaches to, ever, to live. I mean, he's a, his dad's in the Mississippi High School Hall of Fame. Um, so I mean, he ate, drank, and slept football. Right. I mean, I loved football. Don't get me wrong; I love it probably more now than I did when I played, which is unfortunate. But we yeah, all I grew up. Um, but but yeah, that one year backing him up in 2003, and like I said, you put us on the track. I was faster. You say, hey, y'all throw it as far as you can. I can throw it farther. I was a couple inches taller. whole nine yards, but he, like I said, I mean, ultimately you know, we lost in the semifinals to North Dakota, um, but he ended up going on and winning the heart the G2 Heisman trophy that year. Um, but and I mean, when he accepted the award, you'd be like, Who's, who's this 12 year old? Um, because <laughs> he was about 5'8 and probably about 5'8, five, 5'9, five, five, probably about 185, 190
0: pounds. Just still talking, um, yeah, yeah. Will, uh, will uh, yeah, he's
1: the head coach of Southern Miss now. Um, and uh, he's 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 turned the program around, he's uh they have he got some good transfers in this year and and uh yeah we talk probably once a month or so during football season you to talk about it once a week either on either on Fridays or Sundays right. um and then our other roommate uh well I, well, I never lived together but uh that my roommate from college uh is now he's a consultant uh at Louisville um he's been he's, he was OC at Notre Dame he's been the OC at uh uh Memphis Tennessee some pretty big places um he's now like I said he's one of those consultants now at uh at Louisville right and uh so so that I get my fix in from them too yeah. during the season um about what's going on and and all that kind of stuff and then then through Elgin football as well
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh so, so we know what happened last year, but let's look forward a little bit. You know, we got our first scrimmage this year. Yep. Uh, this, I said this year. It's Friday. At yep. Bethany. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what do you think? What's your anticipation with that?
1: I mean, in scrimmages and things like that, and the way that Oklahoma high school football is set up, with the with you have a couple of scrimmages, and then you've got your non district play, which really, not that it doesn't matter, but record wise, it does. Rec- record wise, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You want to get out of there healthy. Uh, you want to you want to put your kids in positions to to be successful, but to also have some some struggles and things like that as well. I would think on the offensive side of things, you're going to be pretty vanilla. You're going to kind of run some of your base plays. Um, you're not going to probably do too too much crazy. The main thing is, like I said, you want to get some good work in for your for your good for your for your starters. You want to get some real good work in for those kids that you're not quite sure about yet. Right. Um, that was kind of the thing. I mean, I remember going to the Bethany scrimmage last year, which was here, Yep. and no one knew what Ritson could be. Um, it was kind of a – I think he's going to be the backup running back, but I don't – talking to Coach – if I remember the conversations right, talking to Coach why kind of before that – think he's going to be the backup running back. You know, he's pretty good. I think he's going to play some of the linebacker. I know he's a freshman. And it's, it's one of those things where some kids just pop when the lights come on. And that was – that's there were some other ones, that, but that was one that I can definitely think of on the top of my head where it was like, oh, we may have something here. And then it wasn't until maybe Ardmore when Matt couldn't play. I mean, he did pretty good in that first game against Anadarko. But then once that – once we kind of rolled into Ardmore – um, and he started doing some things. It was like, oh, okay. Um, so you want to see – so going back to the, to the scrimmage issue, like I said, you want to see some good work for your ones, but you want to come out of there healthy. Right. Uh, and then on the back end of that, you want to – some of those kids, some of those freshmen that are now moved up to the varsity, some of those sophomores and juniors and didn't play that that much last year, you want to see those guys against some other, somebody other than yourself and kind of see what they're like when the lights are on and kind of some of that stuff. Um, so it will be interesting to see some how some of those guys come in and play on uh, defense side of all same thing. Um, I mean I, I don't know if they're going to make quarterbacks live or what's going to happen there. Um, so on the defensive side of things, you want to you know make sure your gap sound, make sure you're uh, in the right positions, and same thing on, on that end. You want to get you want to get a, a lot of work in for your ones, but some good work, and make sure that you know everybody's on the same page. We're lined up right, making the right calls. And then get those guys out of there and kind of see what some of those younger kids can do. Um, same thing that next week you're probably even less than that because you kind of you're one week away from playing the big game. And I know next week's kind of a got two or three schools that we're going to be kind of going right. with. So I think you'll probably see some. And then once once non district rolls around, I mean, non district sometimes depends. I hadn't really talked to Coach White much, but some some coaches use it kind of as a a testing ground of some of the new toys and trinkets that they've right. learned in the off season. So you might see, um, you might see some more throws from trace uh, in the middle of the field to kind of see how he's reacting to, to that stuff. Uh, you might on the defensive side of the ball, you may see some different fronts. You may see some different things. Part of it to see is what this year's group and what this works best. Part of it's also to, Put as much weird stuff on tape for the other coaches when they start preparing for you. Yeah, I um, and it just—I mean—but like I said, with the way that the, that Oklahoma high school football set up, those those non-district games, obviously you want to win them and you want to get some momentum and get—I mean, that that was the biggest part last year. And at Arco, I mean, we were down—I don't yeah. know, probably mid first quarter, mid second quarter—and it was like, well, oh, this is going to be a long year. Right. Um, then all of a sudden, Brody makes an interception. Uh, as a freshman, takes it back to the – you know, there's some things that happened. And then all of a sudden, they gained a ton of momentum from
0: that game and it just kind of kept going and kept going and kept going. Man, I had a conversation, but, I, man, I'm pretty sure it was Anadarko. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But uh, there was talking about Jack Angeli, right? So, Jack Angeli, you know, he, he started playing football when he was in seventh grade. Now he's just a hell of a defensive Yeah, man, right? That kid can go. Right? <laughs> and they was talking about this video, and on the video – like, he's getting double teamed, right? And he crossed their legs and still makes a tackle. <laughs> uh, that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, like I said, you see him. You would definitely not think he plays
1: defensive end. Um, but but Coach Baker would be the first to say, I mean, he's he's an unbelievable football player. I don't know. And I think he's a senior. Um, no, 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 no. Okay. He'd
0: be a junior. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um. So, it would be – I don't know if, 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 if college football is in his – in his future or not just because of if he grosses his body I think definitely he would but I mean just his when, you, when you're when you up in the press box and you, you've been up there as well I mean it's just arms and legs I mean it's, it's all you yeah. kind of see but some kind of way he, he he's kind of like Gumby I mean bends around that corner and and gets under people and like I said splits you know slides under legs and whatever else and um, makes some unbelievable plays in the backfield and and it kind of starts with—I mean, everything kind of starts with Colin a little, because he's the one that kind of makes all the calls and gets everybody in the right spot. But he—he he does a heck of a job of running things down from the backside and just creating havoc. Um, and then Jace, Jace in the middle—I mean—is just just a, a hoss. Oh, and yeah. then I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Shay Spencer as well. He looks—he's—he's he's gotten Shay's um, a hell of an athlete. He's man. a great athlete. Looks like he's kind of. Kind of like Trace a little, like I said, may have lost. Like I said, I, I, baby fat's not the right word, but I don't know what, else, what other way to say it. Like just gotten mature and now kind of more in the man's body rather than the boy's yeah. body. He's totally um,
0: he's weighing about two twenty five or something. Yeah, like that. And I mean that doesn't sound huge
1: for an offensive and defensive lineman, but with his athletic ability, that goes a long way. So yeah. I'm looking forward to kind of seeing those guys um, as well, and then. um Ritson and, and and Donnelly, obviously, are always fun to watch. Um, but their job is a lot easier when Jason's and Shea and with Keith plays defense, things like that, are clogging up stuff. Because when they're yeah. clogging up stuff and holding up people, I mean, it gives Ritson and Colin kind of free reign to, to hit the gaps and, and get in
0: there and make some of those big hits that they make and things like that. Heck, yeah. Peyton, too. Peyton's fun to watch, too. Yeah. <laughs> as far as this coming year uh... – a lot of our big games we had last year was away games. Mm-hmm. This year, they're home games. Yeah. Yeah, we've got uh, MacArthur here. Um, what about that last year, man? What an amazing way to yeah, end that game. Yeah, that,
1: uh, that was kind of a make-or-break game. I mean, we had been rolling. We we had the slip up there at Noble. Um, I know everybody – Noble lost a lot, so we'll have Noble home. I know everybody's probably got that one circled because some of the after-game antics and some things like that. So, I think some 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 of the guys on the team – We'll probably want to play noble, yeah. Um, but yeah, we get them, we get <laughs> no, them yeah. at home, uh, so that'll be nice. Uh, but yeah, the MacArthur, like I said, it was kind of that make or break game. You know, are are we for real? I mean, yeah, we ran through some of the softer part of our schedule, but now we've got kind of MacArthur and in, in, in Midwest City to kind of end the thing, and you know, we lose that game, and we could ultimately maybe even fall completely out of the playoffs. Right. Um, And to see them fight back, um, stay in it, you know, things weren't going the greatest and there was some things going on with some of their offensive linemen and things and to not kind of give up and lose, lose our heads and things and then to kind of stay in it. And then, um, and then the way that we won, it was unbelievable. I mean, everybody talked, everybody knows Mike's catch and unbelievable catch, but probably the a lot, of, a lot of people forget that on fourth down we kind of ran like a curl route and Mike made an unbelievable kind of catch in a crowd of people it was a great throw by Trace as well um, that was probably more important than that than the diving catch in the end zone uh, so then they fought back there I mean that gave us all the momentum and, and kind of cemented that we were there to play and you know we were one of yeah. the big boys in the district now that boy can
0: go too. He's quick, man. Who, Mike? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. quick, man. He's all business. Smart kid, too. Yeah. Man. Great. Yeah. I've heard quick nothing kid. great
1: things about, about all three of them. And, and, uh, and, but yeah, that, like I said, everybody sees the catch and it's all over the place. And you hear the call of it. And we completely went unprofessional and was yelling and screaming and couldn't, was incoherent. Um, but like I said, looking back on it after the fact, I mean, that, that fourth down catch, if he doesn't make that, I mean, we're not in a position to even make the make the throw there, and that catch was probably right. bigger than that other one. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, you've got them at home. They're going to be pissed, obviously. Uh, now, they lost a lot of people. Um, the one thing about it, a lot of teams from from what I can remember from the rosters and things like that, a lot of the teams lost a lot. Uh, we're So, I think that's part of the reason why a lot of people have us, you know, up there. Uh, Midwest City – I mean, you're replacing a four-year starter. I mean, that kid, um, that kid that played quarterback for them, I think is now at UNLV, um, was an unbelievable high school football player. Um, and, and I mean, we had him up right. until that last drive, and he showed why he was a D1 type of kid on that last drive. Um, and uh, so, so yeah, I mean, we're – I mean, Brody could probably tell you we're, we're one – step away from you know Brody knocking that ball down and us us moving away with the district championship. Um so I think I think we can get right back there. Um like I said, we got Noble at home. We got MacArthur at home. Um we do have to go to Midwest City. Um we go to Duncan. Um so this is there's some there's some big game. I mean Altus is gonna be a little bit better. Got a robbery um, game in there too, right? Um, we got cash there week two. Um <laughs> Cash will probably be a little bit better than they were last year. Why is that? Um, they they've got some. They they've got a decent amount of kids back. They did lose some pretty big offensive linemen, but they've got uh, still kind of buddies with Coach Farron Griffin. Um, he likes the makeup of this team a little bit better. Um, the last couple years, uh, he, he he according to him, they just a lot of kids are playing individually. Uh, he right. likes the makeup of this team a little bit better. My understanding, they've switched the offense a little bit to kind of um, suit more of Tyler Harbin's um, athletic ability. Um, Tyler was, Ty was a quarterback there last year, played receiver for them when he was a sophomore. Super, super athletic kid. So they're kind of going more into the RPO type stuff rather than the uh, kind of um, speed sweep stuff that they did in the past. Uh, so I think they'll be a little. I think they'll be a little bit better. Um, obviously, that's always a big game for Elgin, and with it right. being with it being at home this year, I think I think it be big. Yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be packed. I think, uh, but I think that will win that one. Um, Weatherford, I don't know much about Weatherford. <laughs> They've been so good in the past, but in the last couple of years it just kind of fell down. So I think we roll. If you ask me today, I think we roll in the district play three and zero. Um, if if we play like we did last year and play like we're capable of and then from there i mean anything can really happen because if you would ask anybody preseason what Elgin would have did 95 percent of them picked is either six or seven so
0: right you don't know i mean they
1: are more yeah they, they kind of relied on that quarterback so much last year um he's gone now so i don't i don't know how they restock but i mean that th- maybe a, maybe something different there um El Reno ended up – you know, we handled El Reno fairly well at home, but we got to go on the road on that one. They ended up playing well towards the end of the year uh, and making it into that fourth playoff spot.
0: So, they're going to be decent. Uh, you, brought again. That, you brought that up earlier a little bit about, uh, like, some of the teams we played – we had good matchups against. Didn't El Reno, El Reno beat Noble after they beat – Yeah, and El Reno ended up beating, I think, Noble. I think they ended up beating Mack. Um, like I said, they
1: ended up – after that game, I mean – you know at, at that time they might have been i don't remember what their record was at that time but i mean definitely didn't see them getting into that four spot um but then a couple of different things happened like i said noble kind of slipped up against a couple people um Matt mac did too and and like i said there were you know i don't i wouldn't say snuck in because they played their way in into that i don't even they might might have even been the three spot i can't remember who it was us, Midwest City, obviously, one and two. I can't remember who was three and four. Um, right. But uh, Arredo was one of the ones, I know that, that kind of got in there. Um, so, <coughs> like I said, I mean, injuries play a major part in it. I mean, knock on wood, last year, like I said, Casey was was an unfortunate deal um, with the way that things happened there. Um, and then Matt missed that one game. They said a bunch of kids – Battled through some injuries throughout the year that that if they can stay more healthy this year they'll have bigger years but um, injuries is the key thing I mean you lose
0: <clears throat>
1: you lose a big starter or somebody that's going both ways a ton I mean that's gonna that's gonna put you behind the eight ball a little but the one thing about where the program is now um, we're pretty. I would say we're deeper than we ever have been because some of those right. kids that were in eighth grade last year that are now freshmen can come in and play, and some of the kids that were freshmen that are now sophomores can come in and play pretty good. So, I mean, we are, we're sitting, like I said, depth wise, we can handle an injury or
0: two depending on, on who it is. Right. So, and uh, we've been going for about an iron. Minutes, right? Wow, okay. I know it flies, bro. <laughs> it flies, but uh, I would just like to uh, talk about a little bit like what we're trying to do here. Okay, you know, I me mean, as far as the program, we talked about maybe doing this every Wednesday, mm-hmm. right? Throughout the football season, yeah. that way, uh, we can get it posted by Thursday, right? Okay, so uh, I think we should go live every Wednesday, right? Okay, uh, and then the Thursday one to be it would be the edited down version, okay, that be the only difference, okay. Uh, and then uh, you know, what's some like I don't know, we, we have some guests on stuff like that. Football coaches kind of talk about what's coming up the next season because you kind of talked about or not next season, next game. You talked about a little bit how kind of a, a preview. Yeah. Uh, what's your idea with that? Yeah, I mean, I think I think what we
1: can do is kind of have a review of, of the last week, kind of talk about um what went right, what went wrong, uh, and then kind of a preview and then um of uh the upcoming matchup. Um, we can see if we can get some some coaches and some other football fanatics or something in here to kind of see 100%. what see what we
0: could see what their thoughts are and uh, run with it from there. No, I think I think we got a lot of good fan base here too. I was going to say this earlier, but I got sidetracked with something else. But. Uh, Elton's fan base, dude. Yeah, like these guys are wild. Did you see the way they got the stadium set up this year? They got, they, yeah. got, they got a whole new section for the band. So yeah, so the man yeah, so so for those that don't know, the
1: band is now going to be in the end zone by the field house there. Um, quarterback Club and the band boosters got together and and uh, got that knocked out and got those bleachers set up. So it's going to give um, another big spot on the home side uh, for some for some visitors uh, for some for some for some fans. Um, And, yeah, I mean, I think – I mean, they built a ton of momentum last year.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think
1: everybody is super excited about this year. Um, I think having the first – last year we didn't get – the first two games were on the road, so we didn't really get home until we were 2-0. A lot of last year was a lot of firsts. Uh, It was the first time that – I can't remember all off the top of my head, but it was the first time we made the playoffs in the amount of time. It was the first time we were playing for a district – title the next amount of time and things like that so first time we had a home playoff game in a while so I mean and you sit here and return everybody Uh, so everybody's really looking forward to this year Um, and and we definitely want y'all to come out and watch all the games I mean yeah yeah I broadcast games if you can't make it I'd love you to watch them but I'd rather you be in the stands because it makes it more fun and you can always go back and watch my broadcast after for all I care Um, but uh, and we got some good ones at home I mean the cash one's going to Cash always, you know, that's a big rivalry, and everybody and Cash travels well for that one. Um, and then, so I mean, I, I expect a ton of people there. First game of the season since with the momentum that we built last year. I think there's going to be a ton of people there. You got Midwood, you got MacArthur at home, so I think Lawton's going to, I think Max going to bring some people uh, as well. Um, Noble, I think I'm trying to avenge that loss from last year. People 100%. are going to be about that one. Um, so.
0: Um it'll be it'll be a fun ride no matter what. hundred percent man. Well that that's kind of it, man. Uh is there any shout-outs, anything you want to give out right now? Give a shout-out to your, your insurance company, anything? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're we're always uh
1: looking to find new customers and things like that. We're uh Vincent Sailor State Farm located at 2401 West Gore Boulevard in Lawton, um 580-69-2771. Call us. We'll take a look at all your insurance stuff, and then we'll definitely talk some football with you as well.
0: 100%.